ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கே அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி லேர்ன் ஆஃப் அ கிங்ஸ் விக்டோரியஸ் எக்ஸ்ப்ளாய்ட்ஸ் இன் அன் எனமி லேண்ட் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு தேர்ட்டி த்ரீ பெண்ட் அபவுட் த சோலா கிங் நலங் கில்லி பாய் த போயட் கோவோர் கிளார் set in the category of vagai tinai or king's victory the verse speaks about the luminous presence of a king at the scene of war kanvurai vaalkai kadanai vetuvan maanthasai sorinda vattiyum ai magal thair kodu vanda thasumbum niraya yerin vaalnar peril arivayar kulakkeel vilainda kalakkol vennel முகந்தனர் கொடுப்ப உகந்தனர் பெயரும் தென்னம் பொறுப்பண்ணல் நாட்டுள்ளும் ஏல் எயில் கதவம் எரிந்து கை கொண்டு நின் பேழ்வாய் உழுவை பொறிக்கும் ஆற்றலை பாடுனர் வஞ்சி பாட படையோர் தாது எருமருகின் பாசரை பொழிய புலரா பச்சிலை இடையிடுபு தொடுத்த மலரா மாலை பந்து கண்டன்ன ஊஞ்சோற்று அமலை பான்கடும்பு அருந்தும் செம்மற்று அம்ம நின் வெம்முனை இருக்கை வல்லோன் தைய வரிவனப்பு உற்ற அல்லி பாவை ஆடுவனப்பு ஏய்ப்ப காம இருவர் அல்லது யாமத்து தனி மகன் வழங்கா பனிமலர் காவின் ஒதுக்கியின் திணி மணல் புதும்பூம் பள்ளி வாயில் மாடந்தொறும் மைவிடை வீழ்ப்ப நீ ஆங்கு கொண்ட விளவினும் பலவே The patron seems to be the focus in this sorting of Puranānūru poems and we see yet another song celebrating the Chola king Nalankilli by the same poet. His words can be translated as follows. The hunter who lives in the jungle in the company of wild dogs brings deer meat in a bowl and the daughter of cowherds brings curd in a pot. The women of those who live by the plow residing in their great houses fill both the bowl and pot to the brim with harvested white paddy grown in the fields near the ponds and return it making those who received it part away with joy such scenes are to be seen in the mountain country of the southern king in his country you attacked the seven doored fort and capturing it you imprinted on the door your huge mouth tiger symbol while singers render songs of such victories your soldiers stay at encampments surrounded by pollen dust akin to balls of garlands with fresh buds interwoven with unripe green leaves rice mixed with meat is savored by the kith and kin of bards great indeed is your seat at that fierce battlefield akin to the dancing beauty of alli dolls stitched with impeccable designs by the skillful craftsmen walk lovers at midnight but never a solitary person in that grove with dew drenched flowers on these pleasant sands filled with fresh flowers you offer many a goat in sacrifice as part of the festivities and yet your battlefield is even lovelier than those festivities performed by you let us delve into the intricacies in this tribute the poet mentions not anything about the king but rather brings together people from three different landscapes first he mentions a hunter who inhabits the mountainous regions of kurunji and talks about how he brings a vessel full of deer meat 
Next, the poet turns to another cooking utensil, a pot this time containing curd, brought thither by the daughter of cowherds who inhabit the forest regions of Mulli. Where have these two people from two different regions arrived at? This happens to be the Marudam or agricultural regions where people live with the aid of the plow and the women living in the mansions of such regions procure the deer meat and the curd from the hunter and cowherd's daughter and in return fill their containers with white paddy that was cultivated in the fields near the ponds. In these few lines, the economic dynamics of those times is vividly sketched. Although every region has something to give, we see the shift of power happening towards the agricultural homes for that's where the products for barter seem to culminate. Returning, we learn that such events are taking place in the Pandya king's land and in this region there was a seven-tired fort which was famous for being unassailable. That fort was seized by this Chola king and a symbol of a tiger was imprinted on the entrance to that fort, the poet says. Interesting how the poet sings the praises of the enemy nation and not his patron. This is to say, even such a country with so much wealth and prosperity was snatched away by this Chola king and brought under the reign of the tiger. Then the poet talks about the activities at the battle encampments of the king, pointing to us singers who proclaim the victory of the king and then turns to soldiers who seem at ease amidst the encampment surrounded by pollen dust. And not just that, relatives of bards can be seen relishing balls of rice and meat akin to a garland of buds and green leaves. Such is the magnificent presence of the king at the battlefield, the poet details. Moving on to talk about some well-crafted Ali dolls that are dancing close together, the poet places them in parallel to the intimacy of couples in the moonlight and says at these groves filled with fine sea sand and coated with the fall of fresh flowers, the king sacrifices goats many as part of the festivities. And even more spectacular than these festivities is the king's presence at the battlefield, the poet concludes. And in the last instance, there is also mention of Nadal or coastal regions in that hint of sands and flower-filled groves. That leaves only the parley or drylands as unmentioned, but when you think of it, wars are always described as being set in this drylands landscape and thus we have all five landscapes that dominate Aham poetry making their presence felt subtly in this Puram verse to a Chola king. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.